Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Bear podcast. My name is James Gore and this episode is for Wednesday the 3rd of March 2020 coming at you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at the moment. Let me jump into some technical analysis on BTC talking about some key on-chain metrics that we looked at in the past couple of days that I spoke about on Twitter and how it's kind of impacted the market. And then some really bullish news for Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, and a few uh, other bits and bobs, which are quite funny. But before we do begin, make sure you do leave a like and subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment below just to say hello, because it does help with algorithm. Now, as we can see, Bitcoin has been an uptrend. We found a higher low, which essentially is what we were looking for. If you remember, I've been droning on in these videos about the 46234 to the 47899 range uh, being crucial because that's where there's been the most trading activity uh, versus volume and price using the volume profile visible range and POC uh, point of contention um, has is kind of that kind of confluence level. So there's been a lot of levels around here. If you zoom in, zoom out from the weekly, daily, uh, four hour, and I've actually been following the one hour more importantly just to see how things have been going to get an idea um, and the key the key with this move was after we established a new high here a new higher high which moved into resistance um, it was all about maintaining uh, trading above this block really um, and that was key before we could trend on upwards so um, what I'm going to do is quickly talk about some on-chain metrics because I did say follow me on Twitter in my last video because I'm posting things periodically that I just can't post. I can't just make a uh, you know a YouTube video talk about one uh, alert that sent off. But this basically looks at minor outflow, uh, which I've set up to send to my Telegram anytime there's an alert. Eighteen hundred is kind of uh, higher than normal, and anything above three k is extreme. And we saw three k at the peak of the all-time high. Um, and on it was which candle was it? It was the it was these two. It was these two. So um, on the second of March, when we when it's resistance, we start to see a bit of a set off. That was uh, when I got that alert, which was quite useful because it gave me a heads up that we were going to see uh, a bit more of a set off at the moment. Price started to recover, which is great. Um, which is fantastic. The other thing I, I did note um, on the charts after that was how miners are sending crypto differently to exchanges at the moment. If we look back at uh, the peak on the all-time high and then the second, the, the kind of bounce, the high of the last bounce, if we look at um, on-chain data, we can see the peak was over here and then the, the second kind of when the, when the peak of the bounce was kind of here. So there was like sudden spikes and these are over 3000. My, my indicator would have gone off. But since then, what, what I found is miners are still sending quite a bit of BTC to exchanges. So they're sending, you know, in amounts of over a thousand BTC, but in smaller batches. So we saw uh, two, 2000 here, 1000 here, 3000 there and 1000 there. So um, that's more than you would typically see in a sudden spike. And we haven't really had it, seen it have the same impact on the market. So if I just quickly look at the date on that, that was uh, March the 2nd um, at around, no, that was March the 3rd. So that was March the 2nd, that was March the 2nd, apologies, March the 2nd. So um, 
we didn't we didn't really see it have the kind of same effect and truth be told you know these blockchains open bitcoin blockchains open we can all see now when miners are sending coins from their wallets to exchanges um, or just sending coins from their wallets so you know people are watching this it's very possible that miners can just send uh, smaller amounts of bitcoin from their wallets to not spook the market and then they can sell small amounts just like the sailor bot is bidding in in small amounts um, to not to not spook the market um, we can we can have miners uh, you know sell in small amounts to not spook the market now I think there's a reason why miners might not want to do that all the time and that's so they can buy bitcoin back cheaper because they have the advantage of knowing that they can send a massive amounts of bitcoin to the market not even sell um everyone will be watching and then people start selling and it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy and they could they could potentially sell as well in small amounts but they could have uh they could bid bid back cheaper and get bitcoin bitcoin cheaper and um, I think that's going to be some, a trend we'll see in the future, just because at some point, you know, if things are trending in the direction they are likely to be trending, where miners will become public companies, they'll raise capital, similar to my, you know, micro micro strategy and Twitter, uh, what Twitter seemingly doing at the moment, which I'll talk about in a sec, um, and then buy Bitcoin. It makes sense that they won't be wanting to sell their Bitcoin, or they'll be trying to acquire more Bitcoin. So, um, very interesting stuff. I actually wrote about it on the newsletter I, I wrote which is available on uh, patreon to absolutely everyone um i spoke about price action this was from the first of march a couple of days ago I spoke about price action on the btcd bitcoin one hour four hour and daily and i did mention uh, what i'm about to talk about on on this newsletter um so i do recommend you go take a look everyone can have a read it's public but my my um the key thing I was speaking about in the newsletter is I wouldn't be happy uh, with Bitcoin in terms of a trend change until we start trading uh, above this level, which is 5,270. We've just uh, reacted to it. We just traded, you know, had a very nice uh, upswing from the, the low, uh, seen some price sell off, which is basically where this red red circle is. I actually left a red circle on from uh, from the newsletter, the newsletter piece, which I wrote. Um, I actually speak about some on-chain data here as well. I speak about what I just mentioned previously, uh, some other key things as well. Um, talk about some coins as well, and then some trends in the market like NFTs, uh, some content worth consuming, which is is worth taking a look at and, and you know listening to or reading. Uh, talk about some DeFi stuff as well. Um, but it's um, we're at a, we're at a key turning point at the moment because for me personally, for Bitcoin to remain healthy, um, you know we've we've, we've begun the, the trend change essentially so we, we've had the absolute low new higher high higher low higher high yes the candle hasn't closed above this level but it's still a higher high either be looking for a higher low um which is basically any close on the four hour time frame above the previous low um which was 4765 47065 i'm eyeing um 48,000 to 49,000 basically just because there's a lot of trading activity there um it should come into play as previous uh supports because we, as future support because there's been previous resistance um and then you know I'd be quite comfortable to say that you know price would trend upwards and then we're going to start tackling an all-time high um but it's, things are very bullish you know for bitcoin um I'm in a trade I'm in a few trades right now I'm in a dot trade DOT um had a nice 
uh, bounce and I'm still I just added to my um, longs when I saw sushi finally broke out of its um, <laughs> resistance if we just quickly take a look at sushi I actually removed moved some lines on the chart but if you look at the sushi daily time frame it's actually been ridiculous because we've had uh, a swing failure failure pattern back on the 20th of February and then we've been in this uptrend um, which we broke below a few times. The original, the original line I had on the chart, I think it was uh, something like this. So, yeah, it was the low, the lows of these candles. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, but, um, but it was very interesting just to watch price react over the past two weeks because um, I was tacking on the lows of these of these wicks as kind of my my levels to watch. We had a swing failure pattern, so that just means we broke above resistance, but closed above it once but started breaking below and there was a lot of buy demand and i was like oh, okay everything's going to be fine because look at this strong demand we're seeing and we just had a series of lower lows and thank you trading view for letting me know my charts layout's been changed um and then basically just constantly watching sushi be rejected from this horizontal line i couldn't believe this horizontal line was so uh so responsive it was 17 dollars 34 cents um and finally broke above uh, again, established a new higher high, and now we're seeing some some upswing. So uh, for me personally, I um I longed I longed uh, this trend line just because it made sense um, that this trend line was somewhat being respected. Um, so doing okay in that trade, my dot trade as well is doing okay, and in my normal positions they're doing okay. Um, so markets recovering seemingly. Um, one one tip for you guys. To make life a lot easier because I'm, I'm becoming a bit lazy with the RSI is I use something called a divergence indicator and that lets you know hidden and not hidden bull and bear uh, divergences on the RSI relative to price so I don't even I don't really look at um, RSI in the, in the same way anymore I just I, I used to have alerts set up for it but they're not very effective they don't work too well um, but it's very it's very easy and useful if you're looking at a few coins. That Bitcoin, I definitely have it on alerts actually. But if we go to the hourly time frame, I'll jump into the news in a sec, guys. Um, but if we jump into the, you know, if we look at, no, we don't want the BTC perp. We want Brave Liquid Index, Brave New Coin. Um, if we look at the four hour time frame here, we can see um, we're actually on the daily. Oh, of course, BLC won't work. There we go. If you look at the four hour time frame, we can see, you know, we have these bull, bull divergences that kicked into gear. Um, one tip for you guys with, with your trading, um, when you see a confluence on the RSI in terms of factors, so, um, you know, hidden, hidden, and bull divergences on the RSI that's you know over 50, over 60, 75. They're they're good for chain continuations. Obviously, it has to be reflective of price. But the really the really good ones is when there's been a sell-off and then we start to hit oversold conditions. Um, and then we start to see uh, bull divergences like this. It's really really useful because it's it's like a confluence on the RSI. Um, but the only, the only issue with this is it's uh, five candles slow, so you do have to kind of pay attention as well as to what's going on the charts, because um, you might miss a, miss some action as well. You need to be able to identify bull divergences. Uh, let's quickly take a look at Ethereum. Ethereum I longed as well. 
it just made sense. I think I mentioned this in my last video or maybe I mentioned it in the newsletter or maybe I mentioned it on Twitter. I mentioned it somewhere. Um, but oh yeah, it was in the last video. This is this is the such a great play here um, with the support and resistance flip because we have a historical level of resistance. Um, we have very similar patterns to what we're seeing on Sushi, basically an ascending wedge, broke above, coming for the retest. All you need to do was basically place an entry um, on support. I placed it uh, just above because I was expecting it not to touch because it often happens with some entries that, you know, we they don't get filled, um, especially in these markets as there's quite a bit of demand. And there's a lot of, lot of heat on Ethereum right now being expensive, et cetera, et cetera, dying, Binance chain popping up and basically, you know, having zero fees. Um, but let's be honest, there's, there's such a strong network effect. I definitely mentioned this in the last video, um, but I, yeah, I, I longed it around here. Um, such a strong network effect with Ethereum um, that, you know, it's it's unlikely it's going there. We're gonna to touch upon that in, in a little bit. Um, any trades I've jumped in and out of? I've, I've, I, the problem is I do quite a few trades throughout the day, do a lot of intraday trading, so I kind of forget what I've been trading. Um, I could just go where the opportunity is, but yeah. What else, what else could I add for you guys? Um, that's pretty much it, that's pretty much it. Anyway, um, let's jump into the news from the past 24 hours. Oh, and by the way, definitely check out the the, the newsletter. Leave a comment below if you're interested in this. Um, it's open to everyone. Um, I talk about some recent trading lessons. I'll give you the overview of what's in the newsletter. I'm gonna you know, write it periodically. But basically, talk about market health, do TA on BTCD, BTC, maybe Ethereum as well, some key levels to watch. Look at on-chain data. That's that's really useful to kind of teach you guys what I'm looking at and how can how to kind of get ahead of the moves in the market. Really on-chain data, we've only had it since 2018, uh, late 2019, but we're really fortunate because um, it's such a strong complement to my trading at the moment with directional bias and where things are going, as well as being able to use the Asian session as well. Um, it's quite, it's quite, I can, I'm getting quite lazy with my trading because I kind of know, I don't know for sure, but you kind of get an indication where things are going before they happen, which is kind of what you want, as close to clairvoyance as you could possibly get. Um, so I talk about recent trading set insights and lessons, shitcoin setups, basically very common setups that you can see. I'm trying to provide it as lessons as not just like entry, exit, stop loss and coins because kind of anyone can do that, but really, really good to give you the tools to kind of understand what to look for at the moment. Crypto trends, so I talk about what's happening in the space and then content worth consuming. So that's basically some stuff I've I've created, but also other things that is definitely worth learning about in the space, I think is worth highlighting. Um, but anyway, um, that's over on the Patreon. Um, do follow me on Twitter, underscore bull and bear, because again, I'll be posting, you know, on-chain data insights, lots of extra bits and bobs that could be quite useful. But anyway, let's jump into the news for the past couple of days. So Bitcoin heading northbound as, BT as BTC ETF holdings surge. So Goldman Sachs has recently opened up a trading desk for Bitcoin. Uh, last time we did this was at the peak of the 2017 market cycle, which is quite funny, um, but we're definitely going higher. Uh, there's no there's no doubt but we're, we're seeing some really key moves within the space so the canadian etf is growing they're acquiring more btc which makes complete sense it's the first you know etf in north america 
Um, it provides people with a lot of Bitcoin exposure um, and it's huge. Square has purchased $170 million worth of Bitcoin and PayPal is now offering, you know, crypto offerings in the UK and around the world. And also uh, they've purchased a custody firm, crypto custody firm, Curve. People thought it was Curve Finance. The Curve Finance price has kind of spiked, but it's completely different to anything in the crypto space. It's just a custody firm. But it's absolutely huge. We're seeing some really good news from the space from a fundamental perspective for long term to see things trend upwards, regardless of what's happening with price, things are trending upwards. Now, what's also interesting is um, we're getting another proposal for Bitcoin ETF in America. So not North America, Canada, I'm talking about US of A. So this is by the CBOE and this is kind of uh, piggybacking off the Vanek Bitcoin ETF trust. So way back when I started my channel because I was going through all the videos this is like in 2017 um, I think one of the earliest videos I spoke about was a Bitcoin ETF being possible I spoke about Segwit32x first and then it was a Bitcoin ETF so it's been it's been a long time coming but the, the environment's completely different we're in the fact there's a Canadian ETF means this is guaranteed to happen I know we're seeing a lot of com conflicting um uh conflicting positions from you know officials in the US on cryptocurrencies those you know in in the SEC in various places that probably have some swing but realistically speaking um, it's an inevitability at this point because at the moment with the Canadian ETF basically it's it's a fact of you know the financial markets in in the United States missing out and and money 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 drives a lot of the decision making that these people make unfortunately so you know it's it's only a matter of time so this is huge because what what does it mean what does, what do more bitcoin etfs mean it means supply drying up ultimately because once these etfs hold bitcoin they're not going to be really able to be in a strong position to sell bitcoin if they can at all even if they're trading at a you know even if the if there's no premium or if you look at you know grayscale bitcoin trust the nav being negative even we have something similar with uh with these etfs you know the the best thing to do is hold bitcoin yourself get it offline get it off an exchange but this is very bullish news so they've been they can so the winklevi have been cam uh you know campaigning for this since 2016 so you know it was turned down initially so having cboe behind this you know we're, we're gonna we're likely to see this the only thing i think is kind of playing against the Vanek uh, uh, ETF is that they're based in New York. So New York has the worst uh, crypto regulations out there. So it's going to be it's going it's to be a bit tricky for them on that front. But it's only again, there's so much pressure now. It's only a matter of time. Um, the other thing is there's uh, the, there's been I think about 10,000 uh, FF tokens bought up from Ethereum ETF as well by the Canadian ETF. So we're going to see supply dry out with Ethereum as well. And what's interesting is uh, Ethereum's inflation rate is going to be le less than Bitcoin's this June, July, if the EIP goes through. Now, there's no total cap at the moment on F, which is interesting. No, no, hard, no true hard cap on F. Um, it's probably going to come eventually, the way things are trending. Um, because if other coins pop up that are cheaper, that are more competitive, and you know it's interesting, the fees in Ethereum now are, are back to being really cheap. But you know there was a while when they're more 
more expensive than Bitcoin base layer, which is quite funny. Um, but with the inflation rate being less than Bitcoin was later this year, it makes complete sense that there's enough market factors to drive up price. Um, so you know, Ethereum it's it's, it's not it's not hard to to kind of bet on Ethereum at the moment, kind of thing. So um, okay, moving on. Cardano. Speaking of uh, coins that are competitive. So Google searches for Cardano are through the roof. Retail is basically swamping Cardano. Cardano price develops interest um, and it's probably not going to stop. We are relatively early in the bull run. And in fact, let me just go find this tweet that I that I posted, uh, that I retweeted, which I think is really worth giving you guys some perspective because Bitcoin's price is has reached a new all-time high. But if we account for uh, money printing, so M1 money supply, I retweeted this and I was like, holy, holy crap. If we account for M1 money supply and how much money has been printed uh, by the Fed, uh, Bitcoin is only just reaching uh, its lower high back in 2019 um, now, based on that. So... So, so you know, the bull market hasn't really started in compared to how much money has been printed. It's we're in an uptrend, but this is why we can see prices of a, of a hundred, two hundred, three hundred k potentially, because we're not even there yet. We haven't even started. So, this this blew my mind. It gave me perspective because, um, yeah, we're we're because we've got some way to go soon, and you know, models could break upwards if money printing becomes completely obscene, which it seems like it could. If you look at the Fred, uh, Federal Reserve's uh, websites, they've stopped tracking certain metrics because they've become completely ridiculous. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Tim Draper is suggesting Netflix might be the next Fortune 100 firm to buy Bitcoin. Um, so he says, so this was, this was an interesting one. Um, Coinbase outflow at the moment which I was, which I was, I've been commenting on, but I haven't been posting the charts. Um, Coinbase, Coinbase outflow at the moment has been extremely high, and that's why I, you know, I released a poll. So I said, I think it was 18 hours ago, uh, a lot of Bitcoin is leaving Coinbase right now to institutional wallets, which you can see from on-chain data. And I asked, have you guys been selling spot during this pullback from the Bitcoin all-time high? Um, and I'll just like that because I don't like my own posts apparently, um, but. Uh, 20% said yes, 80% said no. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't provide financial advice. I just give my opinion. It's all for educational and entertainment, entertainment purposes. But if you're selling Bitcoin now and you're trying to time the market, um, I'd be, I'd be cautious. If you want to make money from the sell-offs, just short shit coins, short or short Bitcoin. You know, if you if your conviction's there, just go find a perp contract and short Bitcoin if you really think Bitcoin's gonna drop, but don't sell your spot. You know, with, with, there's there's literally no point selling your spot because you are selling it to institutions at this point. They're sending ridiculous amounts of Bitcoin off exchanges. Look, 46,000 Bitcoin sent in a single uh, in a single transaction off Coinbase. Who, who's buying this Bitcoin? Because MicroStrategy, they've extorted, well, as far as we can tell, um, you know, MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor's exhausted his reserves for what he has available to buy Bitcoin. Um, and this this was yesterday afternoon, you know? So 
someone's buying the Bitcoin and they're not saying who they are and they probably will say who they are at some points to pump the price, which they can do. Um, but, you know, I would, I'd be so cautious at the moment with regards to um, selling your spot BTC. If you really, if you really think and, you know, think Bitcoin's going to, you know, sell off, fine, that's fine. Short shit coins, make a bunch of money, uh, keep your spot BTC and then just use, use the profits to buy spot BTC. Um, but anyway, Tim Draper is saying that Netflix might be the next big one to fall. He's saying, I think Reed Hastings is a very innovative guy, has a lot of creative thinking. I think he still controls the reins at Netflix. And so I think he might be the next big one to fall. So the problem with these, uh, you know, Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies is they have, they usually have um, uh, boards they have to adhere to and they have to, you know, they, they have to, they have to put a case for why they would want to buy Bitcoin. Okay. So, you know, we just saw Twitter um file to do very similar strategy do very similar thing micro strategy is done which is um raise raise funds through uh convertible notes and i did mention on um twitter again i keep mentioning my twitter but do do take a look um that it might be worth placing a twitter call option because if if they do uh, buy a bunch of BTC, price is going to go absolutely crazy. Um, and let's be honest, Twitter hasn't really been doing amazingly well the past couple of years. It's been all right. But um, compared to what looks like my stop would get hit relatively soon. Um, but compared to, um, you know, some other other tech stocks, other fang stocks they're not been doing too too well i mean tesla's been been crushing the market but regardless everyone's been doing well with money printing but i'm thinking you know pre-march 2020 uh time um but yeah there's, there's opportunity here to kind of really take advantage of any company that raises money um but you know the companies that would be in the best position to kind of uh, buy Bitcoin, add it to, to the treasury would be exactly what Tim Draper said, which is be companies that have, uh, have the reins, CEO has the reins, doesn't really have a, you know, doesn't, you know, they do have to answer to a board directors, but in, in, in all instances, the CEO's kind of got strong reins of the company and they're likely to be a tech company as opposed to one of the other ones, just because they're more likely to, to be able to move in, move in the space with, you know, an educated response. Um, so last couple of pieces of news, I mentioned how there's an Ethereum ETF um, in Canada that would be likely to launch by the chaps that are launched the Bitcoin ETF. Canada seems to be more progressive in the financial space compared to North America, compared to United States rather. And the last piece of news, which is a bit quite funny, um, EOS creator Dan Larimer introduces latest project after jumping ship. So. He's on to his next one. So this is, I think, his fifth or sixth project. Um, if you don't see a pattern here, I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, I think I retweeted it here. Oh, and I took a screenshot of my phone. Basically, it was a chap saying, help, help me, Dan. Um, I bought EOS when it was $8. And then Dan literally said, what do you expect me to do about it? And then someone tagged Inverse Bra online, which was quite funny. Um, but the point is, you know, when we see these new projects, 
they're they're likely to do extremely well initially um but they're not likely to last the market cycle um like a four-year cycle so and by last the four-year cycle i mean be worth more dramatically more uh in the four years time i've i've made some bad calls like absolutely you know i've you know icx was probably the worst the worst holding i have at the moment and if we take a look at the chart it's just it seems like everyone has a bag that is terrible um let me take a look at icx i haven't looked at it for such a long time so when did i jump in so it was like mid 2018 So, you know, it's trading above when I jumped in. I say cost average into it, big mistake. Um, but that's an, that's actually a bottom pattern, which is quite funny. So leverage long ICX as a joke. Um, but yeah, it's not good. So, so I'll probably be selling that bag relatively soon for like a minor, minor profit. Um, dump that. It's on one of my uh, shitty Binance accounts. Um, but yeah, you know, there's EOS is another one. A bunch of people definitely bought which you know it's it's terrible but you know the the one thing i can say with these markets if if you look at coin market cap the coins that tend to do well are the ones that are in the top 10 for more than you know a market cycle so litecoin was litecoin is likely to do well i think ltc btc chart is is absolutely primed at the moment let me take a look um LTC BTC, yeah, almost, almost primed. It looks, it looks like it hasn't stopped its downtrend. LTC USDT. Let me take a quick look. So, again, very similar pattern to ICX. That's actually an Adam and Eve bottom. So uh, it's the last thing, even Adam bottom. Um, see that pattern, guys? I've drawn this before. Um, but that's that's a strong bottom pattern. So just waiting for it to drastically break above the neckline, and we're going to see Litecoin go absolutely crazy. Um, doesn't look like it's going to be outperforming Bitcoin though. The problem is these proof of work chains they kind of move together. But anyway, that's it for today's video, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, follow me on Twitter um underscore bull and bear and and do read that newsletter because it because um you know it's got some good insights um been calling the market direction relatively well using on-chain data and price action um and i'll you know obviously the patrons relaunching at some point soon um and also the trading group be relaunching a trading group sometime soon just working out the bits and bobs um i want to make it as high quality as possible um, and really have like a strong vision for you guys so I can can dedicate myself to to you know the, the kind of support I'd like which is which actually very possible um, you know to give you with what's going on at the moment with the trading group so wish you guys all the best I shall see you in the very next video I hope you have an amazing week catch you on Friday